There it goes. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, Dr. Eric, the fitness physician. So we've got another uh, very impromptu podcast episode for the Relentless Vitality podcast. I'm excited. i got a super cool guest. Uh, I'm excited to introduce you to Miss Lacey is coming to me live from Nevada. Lacey, thanks for jumping on. Thank you so much, Dr. Eric. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I am really excited to kind of talk all things nutrition and health. And I'm a dietitian by trade. And I know a lot of people kind of go, oh, dietitians. But um, I'm kind of a definitely an outside the box dietitian. I've done a lot of research into hormones and exercise physiology and, and kind of set myself apart from the um, low protein dietitians that are out there. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and Lacey, I didn't want to say it because I want to mess it up. How do you say your last name? It's Puddock. Puddock. Okay. So yeah. I, I would have been cool. But, so I'm glad. Yes. Yes. But Lacey's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Lacey's part, she's part of a group now, which uh, called Dominate Your Game, which I love that name. That's just badass. So, um, and uh, like I said, out there in Nevada, out in uh, the Vegas area, right? Um, yes, we're in Vegas. Yeah. So as everybody knows, I talk about muscle medicine and hormone optimization, health and performance optimization. So I wanted to Lacey and I were kind of chatting offline a little bit about what we do. We're going to do some do some cool stuff together in a couple months at the Olympia. And I wanted to have her on and just kind of talk shop a little bit about muscle, the importance of protein optimization. We're going to talk a little bit about mineral health, hormonal health, and um, maybe a few other muscle medicine related kind of topics. So um, but anyway, so yeah, so Lacey, I guess, uh, tell me, tell yeah, so you kind of alluded to a little bit. Um, you know, you work with obviously performance, uh, do you kind of tell us a little bit about, your, I guess, your clientele, maybe what people come, come to seek you out for some of the top hotspots, I guess you work on. Okay. So typically I work with a lot of athletes, um, high performing athletes from, um, all different sports. Like as many of you guys know, Vegas is kind of a hotspot for sports now, thank goodness. So we've got MMA, we've got hockey now, we've got football, we've got all sorts of things. So, um, I work with all different types of athletes. I've worked with military special forces, I have had my hands in the space program, which was really flipping cool. cool. Um, yeah, gravity's your our friend, by the way. And uh, <laughs> so, and I also work with just general everyday people who just want to be better at life. Like, I think there's a percentage of the population that's growing that they don't want to just treat symptoms. They don't want to just go to their doctor and get a pill thrown at what they're having. They want to actually find causes and they want to get better. They want to feel better, do better, look better. Um, so that's a big percentage of my clients and our clients over at dominate your game now is just those people that feel like, you know, what medical world is, is kind of, you know, there's great doctors out there like yourself. And then, but there's still a lot of them that are, Oh, here, take this pill for that rather than let's see what we can find out in your lifestyle. Let's see what we can do to really optimize your health. And, and rather than survive, let's thrive and do better. Yeah. I love that. I love the word thrive too. So <laughs> What's your, what's your breakdown? Like, um, men versus women, do you, is it pretty equal? Do you have, do you have a rough idea or I'm just out of curiosity? It's, it's pretty equal. That- um, I'd probably say probably 60% male though, but just okay. because of the athlete population, it probably kicks right. it over a little bit. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Um, well, let's talk about like some, um, some, some myths about like protein and, and the importance of muscle build. We were, cause we were just talking about that before we hit the record button. So I don't know how it is with your people. I know most of my I'd say most of my men are okay on that. I still have to coach a lot, but I know my women, I always have to kind of scold them. Like you need more protein, you know, there's, you know, yelling at them, like slam it, girl, slam it. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, that's a big, I think something that has been ingrained in the population, unfortunately, is that, you know, you don't need that much protein and, you know, 0.8 grams per kilo is adequate. And it's just, okay it's just not like that actually makes me cringe. I I think I ate that for breakfast today. Like that's not, 
it makes me absolutely cringe because protein is used, as you know, for not just muscle. Everybody thinks muscle, but it's like every body structure. Your immune system is based on it. Your metabolism is based on protein. Everything is. And so if we're not getting enough, something's going to suffer. And to build muscle takes a tremendous amount. We have to have a excess protein to actually allow the body to build muscle because it's trying to repair everything else. So yes, women are kind of the worst because, oh, red meat is not good for us. And you know, those things that they've been told. And I'm like, girl, go get a steak, like hit up the Brazilian steakhouse. It's totally fine. It's good for you. Um, And it actually too, that higher protein intake helps balance out hormones better. I think when we have that high carb, high fat diet and minimal protein, we're just, you know, as women, we get that higher estrogen level. And if you want to burn body fat, that's not going to do you any good at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I talked to, I had Bill Campbell on my my podcast a while back and we had that same conversation. He was just talking about, look, if you just resistance train and just hire more protein, that alone, you'll get body composition changes and not doing anything else, which a yeah. lot of people would like, oh, I didn't think about, you know what I mean? That you know it, but you don't really know it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. So, and I think they don't know, you know, all the different varieties of protein. Like a lot of times it's not just beef and steak and chicken, but go get fish, go get eggs, go get, you know, a Greek yogurt. Like there's really some great sources, even some, you know, there's really good high quality um, protein powders out there that are an awesome addition to your day. So I think you just have to kind of troubleshoot with people. I found that, okay, here's what 30 grams looks like. And I, I try to tell my women 30 grams per meal, at least yeah. and my men 50, at least. Right. Um. So, and then throughout the day, get your protein shake as a snack or whatever, but showing them what that looks like, I think is sometimes eye-opening because they just don't even realize like, oh, I have to eat that much. Yeah, you do. And it's good for you. Right. (laughs) I think it's great. That's good at making visual. That's a good idea. Actually, I should probably do that too with my people when I talk (laughs) because, you know, you tell them, but unless you see it, you know, pictures worth a thousand words for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like they just don't know what, okay, here's what six ounces of chicken looks like. And they just, it doesn't equate, you know, Cause they're used to, you go to a restaurant and you get three ounce portion. Oh, that's plenty. And it's just, right, it's right. not even close. Yeah. And I think probably, I imagine most of your people do fine. Right. Cause a lot of people think, oh my God, I, you know, you just can't digest that much protein or meat or, and yeah, I mean, if you gorge yourself, that's one thing, but nobody's doing that. You know what I mean? So no. it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna absorb it slowly, you know? <laughs> you will. And that's a, that's a huge myth is that you should only eat so many grams at a meal. If you're utilizing it, if you are weight training and you're active, there's no reason why you can't eat what you feel like eating. And, and there's a, there was a study that just came out not too long ago. I read it and they showed that people who overate, but they only overate protein mm-hmm. actually saw um, positive changes in body composition. I think they even lost though they were, yeah, they lost yeah. body fat, even though yeah. they were overeating calories, but they were only, only overeating protein. So the, you know, the, the effect on metabolism is, is tremendous. Yeah. Fantastic. No, it's, yeah, I think I remember reading that study too, or seeing someone referenced it in an article I saw and I thought, oh my gosh, that's pretty cool. Like you just can't overeat because you're just going to burn it. Everybody talks about like the meat sweats and your metabolism is going to crack the thermic effect of food and all that, but you can't get too much, you know, it's just, there's just no way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nope. And all those, you know, it's bad for your kidneys and all that stuff. That was such poorly done research. And even in the dietitian world, they are starting to change that you know, people with chronic kidney disease and stuff like that, they really backed off that protein restriction, which is great because we're just making people sicker by doing that. You know, you have people with kidney disease and now they can't even heal. Like, what were we doing? So 
they, we yeah. really backed off that quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any particular um, protein brands you like in terms of shakes, any brands that you like, protein powders, things like that, or your favorite, or just kind of um, I'm a little biased. I have one that I designed myself. Oh, yeah. So, nice. yeah, it's a um, it's called Celerome. It's a grass fed New Zealand way. Nice. Um, and it only uses high grade stevia. There's no other ingredients in it. So it mixes up nice. And I, I'm definitely a little biased. I had to, I couldn't find stuff that I really, really liked because there was always like soy lecithin in it and uh, things that just don't agree well with me. So um, I decided to kind of put my own together and, and that's what I did. But more and more, I haven't looked for a long time because I've had that one, but I've seen more and more of the good grass fed stuff come out. Yeah. So that's usually my recommendation. People look for something like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good. What? Um. So yeah, I think I'm glad you mentioned the with the mist because I, I hear that a lot. You know, people worry about you know digestion and kidneys and this and that. I always try to reassure them that, like as you mentioned, that's just a bunch of bunch of hoo ha, uh, more yeah. than anything. But I think the other part is just you know obviously just balancing things out. I mean, what are your uh, obviously people are looking to, to build muscle. That's one thing do you are a lot. I'm assuming most of your clients are then are looking more to, um, more for performance. Do you have maybe just looking just to strip down or lean out or lose fat? Oh or, yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have several clients that are, um, competitive physique athletes as well. So we go through our cycles of stuff and, and then I, you know, like I said, my kind of everyday people that just, they want to do better. They want to look better. So looking yeah. better involves shedding a little body fat, putting a little muscle on. So improving that body composition, um, I am not a big fan of cutting carbs down to nothing. I don't think that's very good for our brains. It's not good for just overall well-being, unless you are that competitive bodybuilder and that's how we're getting you on stage. There's a right. very specific point to that. Um, but we can manipulate carbs really easily. If you're trying to put muscle on though, you have to match your carbs to your protein because it's kind of like, I always use the example. I tell people, if you have an empty lot and you throw a bunch of materials onto that lot, that's great, but no one's going to build the house unless you put a crew on there. Right. And that's what carbs come into. Carbs are your crew. That's yeah. the way you utilize your protein. So if you aren't matching the two, you're not going to see a very good, you're not going to see good muscle growth because you don't have the energy to actually do it. Right. I love that analogy. That's perfect. Yeah. So what, what are your, maybe for, for our listeners, like maybe some, uh, some, t- some tips, obviously you can't give them a whole program, but like a man versus a woman. Okay. I want to just lean out a little bit. I want to drop a little bit of fat, but still hit the gym, you know, two, three, four times a week. I don't want to be like, as you mentioned, like low carb, like super low carb, right. but what are some top strategies for men versus women in terms of just, just dropping, dropping a little bit, leaning out a little bit. So for men, for sure, we want to get, so in men and women, both minimum one gram per pound of goal body weight of protein. So I tell people, what is your body weight goal? Do you want to be heavier? Do you want to be lighter? Are you good where you are? Like, what does that look like for you? And pick that number. Um, if you're trying to lean out, then stick with that. And then what we do is we take our carbs down a little bit. So um, probably 50% of your protein make carbs. If you're trying to lean out for women, one of the things I do is I tell them to not eat any carbs after about three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. because for some reason that seems to be, especially when we hit about 40 uh, ish things change a smidge. And so we're not utilizing them quite as well. We just tend to store them a little more readily. So if we can burn them all up through the day and then just have that nice high protein meal at night, it tends to be a little bit more effective. Expect, like I said, right when you kind of hit that late thirties, early forties right. mark, that's when we start right. seeing that problem. Right. Now do you balance that out with just more of a higher fat to kind of balance that out mostly, or kind of keep yeah. that or two? I keep the fats right around 25%. Now 
if the um, if the protein isn't meeting calorie needs, I'll always go up. So one gram per pound is kind of a minimum. If I right. need to go up on calories, I'll just crank it up higher. Like I always err on the side of more if I need to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. As we just talked about, you can't, can't get too much protein. No. Yeah. <laughs> so when I look at, yeah, when I look at total overall calorie intake, I start with that. And then if I need to bump it up more, I will. Yeah. And then I tend to keep fats a little lower in women, a little higher in men. Because men are going to use it to produce testosterone, women right. use it to produce too much estrogen. So we can right. keep them a little bit lower. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of like the super low carb diets or keto diets. I mean, I think they have their place, but um, I think most people go too low, as you mentioned. And I'm, me personally, I I like my carbs. I'm more of a higher carb kind of guy. I can't I can't do a lot of fat. If I eat a lot of fat, I get. I just don't, I don't know if I just, I don't think I just digest it well. So it bothers me. I get bloated. I don't feel good yeah. in my GI tract. So for me, you know, more protein, more carbs, less fat is, but again, everybody's different. So I tailor that to them, but, uh, but I think but that's you- a good thing to know. I think that's an excellent point though, is because we, a lot of people don't know how to listen to themselves, right? They don't know how to say, you know what, maybe I am better, not on a no carb, but a lower carb. Maybe I have a, a family history of diabetes or you know, just that overall metabolism of carbohydrates a little bit different. I feel sluggish after I eat too many or whatever. Whereas like, like me, I could eat carbs all day and I'm great, you know? So I think listening to ourselves is, is so key and teaching patients and clients to say, you really need to be aware of how you feel after you eat a meal and when we can really get somewhere with it. Cause a lot of times it's just finding that magic little sauce like that of like, ah, that's what you're going to do well with. So let's run with it. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I think, you know, you probably see as, as much or probably more than I do, but like people come in, like, I really want to do whatever keto or this or that, but they're like, well, how are you feeling? I don't feel that good. Well, why are you doing it? Stop. You doing know? Just because right. you've read, you've read about it, that it could be good. doesn't mean it's good for you, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but yeah. And same with like working out, right. Like auto-regulation, like, listen, I always try to try to tell people like, listen to your body. If like, yeah, I know I have to do X workout, but if you didn't sleep good, you're stressed, you're not feeling it, well, probably want to back off or take an easy day. You know, I mean, don't don't mm. force yourself to do some, you know, listen to your body. It's it's hard. And, and you, you know, for me, it took me some time. I mean, it takes all of us some time, but I think it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice and it takes some like very, like a lot of reflection too. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like, like athletes, athletes are kind of the worst because they'll push yeah. themselves to the point of exhaustion. And you're like, yeah. eh. Maybe you need to back off a little bit. You're like overtraining now. Like, no, I'm good. I got this and this. And I'm like, I think you're going to do better if we back off a little. Right. So yeah, sometimes it's easier to teach them than other times, but. Yeah. I was just going to, I was just going to mention that you probably seen a lot of that with your world in terms of overtraining. And I, you know, you read about that a lot of late in the last mm-hmm. couple of years has come around and I've, I've had my share of patients overtraining. Even I had a couple of clients who were, who were trainers themselves and like, when you're in it, sometimes you don't recognize. It. I think that's mm-hmm. why we all need help in coaching because it's like, you know, even if you know what you're doing, sometimes you can't look at yourself and like someone else can. Like, you know, dude, you're you're overtrained. Here's why. Like, oh, oh my god, how did I miss that? You know, kind of. Right. How did I miss like my heart rate being elevated and right. me not sleeping and right. being sore 24 hours a day? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think sometimes too they they just see it as like it's just part of the job. Like this yeah. is what I do. I'm stressed out and especially a lot of trainers, a lot of trainers, they're self-employed. They're kind of always living on the, mm. the stress outside of things. And that, yeah, you're right. They don't, they don't see that. And then they use, and what a lot of people do, which I think is a totally fine stress management technique using exercise as that, 
So it stresses them out even more to think they have to take a day off. Like I've run into that because they use it so much as a way to manage their stress. Yeah. Too much. So yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Do you, um, do you, do you do much or have you anybody big doing more like any time restricted feeding or fasting and and much or not much? Not much. I'm not a big fan, honestly. Um, I don't think it has a whole lot of merit in general population. Maybe I've seen some stuff in older adults, like 70, 75 year old kind of place doing it that way. But um, really all of, I have seen with people like, I want to do intermittent fasting. Okay. All it does is put people on a schedule to eat right. So I I kind of indulge it in my own weird way. And I'll say, okay, then let's have breakfast at nine and lunch at one and dinner at six. And okay, we have this window and it's, they're like, oh, that's perfect. And really all I did was to give them a schedule and it seemed to work. So I I don't like the whole concept of not eating for 16 hours and stuff like that. I don't think that's again, how we thrive. We can survive, but we can't, it's not a way that we thrive. Right. Yeah, I agree. I've gone through stages of it. And when I first came out, I looked into it and I've, I have had some patients who've utilized it and I've, you know, I've done it myself just to try it, but I'm like, I'm like, you prefer, I don't, I don't do a lot of it much anymore. I just, I, I, I like to eat number one. And number two, I think, like you said, I think as long as you're, uh, you're eating the right foods at the right time and you're listening to your body, you don't, there's really no advantage in my, in my mind, but I'll use it for certain people who don't have that self-control, who don't have that discipline to structure things a certain way. Sometimes you, that's a, just a sneaky way to make them, as you said, eat a certain way. So it's yeah. just a tool, a tool to use, you know, for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's with every client, you have to take that, okay, what are all my little tools and what's going to work for this one? And what's going to work for that one? And, you know, give them all a bunch of, you know, little techniques to integrate into their life. Cause they, yeah. sometimes they just don't see the forest through the trees and their own, right, you know, right. What are some other unique things you've seen you picked up on of late? I know you mentioned that when we were emailing about you talked, you mentioned you want to talk about like mineral balance and electrolytes and uh, micronutrients and things like that. What are some things you're seeing a lot of that you have to correct or address or bring, bring awareness to? So I think one of them is, is electrolytes. I think for sure um, in the client in Vegas, of course it's hot here, yeah. but I think people have been so beaten down kind of like the protein thing that sodium is bad. Um, and it really isn't. It's part of how we function. It's part of our electrical system and our water balance. And it, we, that's how we maintain water within the cells. And so I think that re-educating in a way that, okay, as long as you're not getting your sodium from McDonald's and ramen noodles, and we're getting it, you know, putting a little salt on your eggs or your steak or whatever, you're doing okay. Like that's fine to do. Um, so I've had to kind of re-educate that because I have a lot of, you know, health conscious people that come in, like, we're trying to reduce my sodium. And I'm like, oh, hold up a sec. Let me see why and what you're getting it from, because okay. there's no reason why you, you should, if, if you don't need to. Right. Um, so that's a big one. I, I'm a big, you know, hydration is so key to everything. Um, just getting people to drink enough water is a challenge, but I'm sure you probably run into that too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. No, you're right. I'm kind of the same way. I'm not like a, I feel like as we were talking about like, you know, you know, eggs were demonized for years. And I, like you said, salt's been demonized. I'm like, actually, it's kind of a good pre-workout. Even the first thing in the morning, you know, I do a little bit of uh, like, like sea salt with maybe a little bit of lemon juice in the water and just chug it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just a great way to replete and rehydrate your cells. And as you mentioned, uh, I think a lot of us just don't get it, at least not the right kind of salt, you know, like, right good quality salt with actually with minerals, not our depleted crappy chemical right. table salt. That stuff's terrible. <laughs> yeah. No. Get the good pink one or get the good, yeah. yeah good yeah. minerally one for sure. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a big, big miss, uh, 
misleading thing that's out there. And, and when you have people that are training, they sweat a lot. You need to put that stuff back or else you just don't feel good. You don't get the right. great muscle contraction. So right, right. that's a big one. Um, another one is magnesium. Mm -hmm. So yep. most people are magnesium deficient. They don't eat the right stuff for sure. Uh, and it's really hard actually to get enough through food. I don't think it's really that easy to do. Um, so most people are deficient in magnesium and we're not going to build muscle without magnesium. We're not going to see, um, good hormone balance and magnesium actually helps, um, diminish the action of DHT. So if anybody has, you know, they're getting hair loss and stuff, it can help regulate that, um, helps regulate bowels, of course, blood pressure. It just has an immense number of benefits to us. So that's one thing I usually tell people to supplement with is, is yep. magnesium because, it, you know, no one's going around eating a cup of pumpkin seeds every day. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that. Cause I, that, you know, I put people, I try not to overload people with supplements when I put them on a protocol, but almost inevitably I put everybody on vitamin D, vitamin K and magnesium almost mm -hmm. always. Cause and like you said, so many people are deficient and we just don't get enough. Our nutrients been depleted. And as you said, from food, it's hard to get. So just taking a magnesium supplement is such an easy thing to do. Oh, very simple. It can help with sleep. It can help with so much stuff. And yep. I always tell people take it at night, right before you go to bed, it'll help you sleep. Yep. Unless you, I have, I, so this is kind of odd. I have a, I've done some work at a um, drug addiction clinic with doing some nutrition education and I have them take it in the morning because they tend to be highly anxious yep. and it calms their brain through the day. So uh, you kind of have to pick what kind of person you are, but typically at night, right before you go to bed is the best time to take it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Especially a good blend, you know, that's going to be helpful. So that's, yeah, same thing. It's worked wonders for my patients and myself and my wife for helping sleep, you know, especially as you said, and it's kind of calming. They make yeah. those sprays too. If you don't like to swallow pills, it's like an oil you could spray on. Like I mm -hmm. think H minerals makes it. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of strategies for sure. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so easy to get now supplementally. It's, it's nice to have. And then people with like, um, IBS. I've had people come to me with that and they tried all the diets and trials. I'm like, are you taking magnesium? And they yeah. take magnesium and it just, Oh, this is how it's supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. exactly. And it just takes all those symptoms away. So yeah. it's amazing what that deficiency can create in people and they don't yeah. even realize it. Yeah, for sure. I'm seeing a lot. I don't know about you, but lately I've been, when I check my lab and I was, I see a lot of people still deficient in some certain B vitamins, which is mm -hmm. interesting because they're so easy to get, but I think a lot of people just don't digest it or can absorb it or, or they're just not getting enough. But sometimes it's well, what you just mentioned. It's a subtle thing. As soon as they get like, Oh, I feel better. You know, oh, that's good. Yeah. And I think too, they're not getting it from natural sources like meats and grains and beans and stuff like that. Like we can get a lot of them from those rather than the processed fortified foods that tear up our digestion. Right. So if we're getting those vitamins from food, food, which most people don't eat a whole lot of actual real food, unfortunately. And that's, that's honestly my number one thing I tell people is if nature didn't put it here, don't eat it. Right. Like nature didn't make chicken nuggets, go get a right. chicken, like, <laughs> you know, and that's, if I think you'll, you see a lot of correction. Once that happens, you start seeing more, those, those B vitamin levels go up quite a lot. Once you start seeing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You, you I, I just, sometimes you probably do this a lot too, when I'm out and I'm either traveling or I'm just out at the drugs, you know, uh, the grocery store, or whatever I look in people's stuff, just oh. you know, not, not trying to be nosy, but I'm looking, I'm looking at their cart. I'm like, 
there's not one piece of real food in there. It's like, you know, <laughs> gummies and pop and pizza and chips. I'm like, there's no actual food. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yes, what are you doing? Oh, I know. I get so frustrated. <laughs> I'm the worst. I, I don't go into Sam's Club anymore because of that. I just can't do it. Like my poor brain explodes. because. Right, so right. I do curbside pickup because I just here just bring my <laughs> fruits and veggies and meats out right. to my car and I'm fine. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. So far. <laughs> Do you, um, I, I, I see you probably do too, but I was going to ask you about like, uh, the gut. Cause I see so many of my patients have gut issues, you know, whether it's just inflammation or just mouth, you know, problems with digestion or whatever, but, uh, are you seeing a lot dealing with a lot of that as well? I do. Um, and typically I always kind of start on a, uh, I'd start people on this, like a process. Number one, drink enough water. That tends to be a good solution to some things. Number two, get away from processed food. I really think that's just a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, especially our grain foods. Um, a, a lot of times they're just, here in the States, we've just overly, you know, messed with them, I guess. And they're yeah. just not as digestible anymore. So if we can get to more, you know, eat your carbs from beans and potatoes and stuff like fruits, stuff that we can digest well, um, that tends to help quite a bit. And then from there, we can start adding stuff back in. But usually it has to do with either how they're eating, they're eating one big meal a day and they don't eat regular basis. Um, they're not getting enough water or they're just, they're not eating food that their body actually digests well. And so we just have to find, we have to get rid of all the stuff that we know doesn't digest well and then work on the other stuff. And that usually takes care of most things. Yeah. Um, Sometimes a little bit of a probiotic will help, but I'm also not a big fan of that sometimes because I think it overpowers what bacteria is there that tells us what our body likes. So unless they've been on like antibiotics or something like that, I, I tend right. to not even go there. I'll go to like a fermented food before I'll do that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about fermented foods. Let, yeah. If you, if you do do a lot of that. And then I also want to get your, your take on like um, vegetables and like oatmeal and stuff like that. Cause it's so funny. It's like, you know, we all talk about, as you mentioned, real food, right? But then you get mm-hmm. the other camp. It's like, you know, vegetables, oats, you know, those are not good. They have anti-nutrients and, you know, lectins and all this stuff. Just eat, you know, paleo or just eat, you know, just eat meats. And that's all, you know, the whole. Uh, oh, know, like the carnivore. Carnivore thing, it. whatever. And then you get the other opposite side of it. It's like, oh, you know, plants and plants have been, you know, proven to be so healthy and blah, blah, blah. So it's just, again, that, that dichotomy of opinions. But what's your take on all that? So I think there's a little bit of. I think there's a little bit of truth on both sides, honestly. Um, And and it comes down to listening to that. And and again, goes back to, so I, funny example. So my sister, I'm a meat eater from the get-go. I love it. I eat it all day. It's my favorite. My sister, same exact parents, is a complete and total vegan. Oh, wow. I have no idea how or why, but she (laughs) is. So I don't don't get how she lives like that, but she loves it. She's happy. She feels good. Okay. And so that's something that I think, I think that people get wrapped into the emotions of it all because food is very emotional. We, we celebrate our families and our holidays with it. And it's, it's part of our cultures and all that stuff. So there is some emotional attachment there, but when it comes to, oh, you have to eat this way. I really, I, I kind of try not to get too caught up in that other than I know we have to eat protein. We got to eat carbs. We got to do this stuff. Let's figure out what your body likes the best. I personally, 90% of my diet is meats, roots, and fruits. I don't eat a lot of leafy, stocky things. I, I don't digest them well. Um, but 
I diced cucumbers and peppers and kind of the fruitier vegetables. I, I love those. Those do great. Um, I have other clients that a big salad with some chicken on it is like the greatest thing they could eat. And they love that. So it's just a matter of finding those individualities and in people and just sticking to that food comes from nature. And let's figure out where in nature your body likes to be. Right. Right. I love that answer. Yeah. It all comes down to this. As long as it's real food, figure out what works for you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's kind of what I tell people. I'm like, look, it, it should have, it shouldn't have a list of ingredients. If it comes in a bag, a box <laughs> or a can, it's probably not something you should be eating. Probably not good. Right. <laughs> probably not. If good. You, you don't have to make it. You don't have to do, you know, like, you know, I wish I could have a farm. Like I would love that. Then I could oh grow God. everything and oh, that'd be amazing. But that'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be awesome. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Right. <laughs> Go out there and pick breakfast. Hey, chickens, what eggs did you leave for me today? You know? right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have many of your patients do like who, who are having issues? Do you ever, ever do any like, you know, food sensitivity testing or anything, or just have them just eliminate things and try a trial and error kind of thing? Um, I kind of do that as a second line of defense. Sometimes I feel like it tells us something that's not accurate first off. And it just, it kind of sends, if, if the body's inflamed, many of those food sensitivities are just, they'll, they'll tell you, you react to everything. I've seen them where they just react to everything. Right. And they're like, Oh, what can I eat? I'm like, ah. it just kind of made my job a little harder yeah. versus yeah. let's start with getting your habits down first. Let's start with that. Keep a journal. Um, I want to see if things pop out. So that's another thing I have them do is keep a journal as we start making the changes mm-hmm. So that they may not see a pattern, but I can go back and go, oh, every time you ate this, this is what happened. And it may have been a day later. It may have, right. you know, several hours later, you may not even correlated the two, but right. that's more accurate than sometimes. I mean, the food sensitivity test can give us some info, but a lot of times when somebody's very inflamed, it's just going to show chaos. And it yeah. just, it kind of makes the whole treatment process a little harder. It does. It does. Yeah. I think they, I think like you said, they have their place, but you got to do it at the right time. And I, I don't know, some of the, a lot of the stuff I've looked at, it's like, yeah, I don't even know how, you know, some are fairly accurate, but there's a lot that are not that accurate. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hmm, I, I don't know. Take, yeah. it with a grain of, take it with a grain of salt, you know, but I think, yeah. it all, you know, kind of like with when I'm putting people on hormone therapy or uh, any, you know, a diet or work, whatever, how, how do you react? How do you feel? You know, if you're, if it's working for you, great. If it's not, then well, it's, man, I don't care what the, the numbers say, let's go by your body, you know? Yeah. Let's go how you feel. Cause I think that's more, and that's a, especially uh, with hormones, holy cow, like you have to do it that way. Yes. The numbers will tell you this much, but then asking the, you know, the client, like, all right, how are you feeling? How are you waking up every day? How's your right. sleep? That saves you so much valuable information. Oh my gosh. I deal with that almost every call with my patients that I put on hormone therapy and women, that's so much, definitely more of the guys, especially mm-hmm. my, my analytical guys. Like they're so focused on that number. Doc, what was my number? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not going to tell you. How do you feel? I want you, well, I want to know where I'm at. How do you feel? You know, it's like, cause it's like, there's so, I don't know if it's just a guy thing. Like, like what's mm-hmm. the score of football game, right? It's just like, well, if you're not feeling good, then you, know, we need to do this. If you're not feeling good, we need to do X. Don't worry about what it says on the paper, you know? Yeah. Uh, or thyroid. I get that all the time. Patients wow. come like, doc, you know, I went to so-and-so and they said, everything's normal. I'm like, well, yeah, but how you feeling? Like, well, are you, I ask them all a bunch of questions, you know, and they're, and they're cold and they're tired and they're overweight and their hair's falling out and they're grumpy and they're moody and their menstrual mm-hmm. cycles are out of whack. I'm like, well, I don't care what your numbers say. You've got a thyroid issue and we're going to treat it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's, you know, I have run into that so many times with, I've, you know, clients that they tell me all this stuff and they're like, yeah, my doctor said nothing wrong. And I'm like, so you know and I'm not a doctor so I can't diagnose that but I you know I tend to refer and just go hey look you need to talk to 
somebody that's going to listen to that right. because, you know, rather than throw a statin and an antidepressant at you, maybe we should look at correcting that thyroid and, oh, wow, look at that. So, right, right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear. You. Yeah. It's funny hearing it. Cause I, I come across all the time and, and, and we were talking about cringing. I can see so many patients on statins and antidepressants that probably don't need to be on them. It just drives me back as crazy. I'm like, you don't need this. Look, I'm like, I'm not going to interfere with what your doc said, but I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like there's a better way, you know, probably get you off this in the next few months. I'm betting. <laughs> because a lot of it is just, you don't feel good because right. you don't have the right nutrients in, you have deficiencies. You're not, you know, you don't have enough, like you said, the skeletal muscle. I think that's like the key to all of it. Um, getting people into the weight room and just training is such a powerful tool for all of that, that, you know, I, if everybody knew that you would be able to get into a gym. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, are you, most of your clients, do you have them like doing uh body composition analysis or tracking things on an app like chronometer or how do you, how do you track your, their progress and other than their. Um, I, so I really like myself. Well, we have, um, we use DEXA sometimes. Like we have some clients that use DEXA. I like that, but I really, I love old school, like, um, uh, why can't I do skin calipers? I'm like, why can't I do the word? Yes, skin calipers. I, yep. I love them because especially for the people who just want to look better, right? What it does is it, I don't calculate their body fat from it. I just take the millimeter measurements and I'm like, okay, so you have, you know, eight millimeters this month, next month you have six. Awesome. Right. You know, progress. yeah, yeah, it's progress. We're seeing body fat loss. So a lot of times I, I, I like using that because then I'd also see where, you know, what part of the body's changing the fastest and kind of how they're reacting. So I like using calipers. I do that with everyone. And then I have a few, especially women I'll send to do DEXA just to check bone density and stuff like that too. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think so many people have kind of, I'm sure there's still a lot, but I think it's one of those things that kind of people have forgotten about or don't use them as much, but they're, they're tried and true if you know how to use them. Yeah. Well, that's the key too, is getting, learning. I was very lucky. I learned from, um, Dr. Golding, who was like one of the founding members of ACSM. Like he was this great, he was a little rough about it, but he taught me how to do it. So yeah, <laughs> um, I was very lucky to learn how I did. So yeah. And you have to do it the same way each time and you have to have a good set of calipers. So there's definitely a way to do it, but yeah, I find it very, very valuable, especially for clients. When you can tell them, look, you lost, you know, 10 millimeters of your body fat. If I add all these numbers up, like, and to them, that's a very big number. So right, it just right. also leads to good motivation as well. Yeah. Awesome. What, what are uh, anything else you want to, you want to impress upon people listening and any may takeaways in terms of like um, things you're seeing in the industry right now or trends or things that like make you want to pull your hair out and scream and yell or anything oh. that uh, you're seeing of late that you want to make sure we hit on in terms of like what we're talking about protein and hormone health, et cetera. Like uh, feel free to let her rip. All right. So I think one, one thing I really love to impress on people is to don't make your nutrition complicated. Mm -hmm. Don't make it hard. Like if you're making it hard, you'll never do it. So keep it simple. Have a, have a protein with every meal, have a carb with every meal, have some produce with every meal, whether it's fruits or veggies, have something. Um, that's is what's going to keep your body moving correctly. And if it's all that food that comes from nature, all you got to do is put a little time into it. Uh, one of the worst things I hate to hear people say is eating healthy is expensive. It's not. It's actually much cheaper if you're buying the right stuff. If mm. you're buying packaged healthy food, 
yeah, you're going to spend a butt for it and it's not healthy at all. So, you know, go grab a bag of potatoes for $3, go, you know, go get oranges that are on sale as your fruits. Like it's really easy if, if you kind of take a step back and go, okay, wait a second. You know, it, if I plan it out, right. I know what my proteins are this week. You know, if chicken's not on sale, don't spend $5 a pound on chicken. That's ridiculous. Like, don't do it. Wait right. till it is, you know? So, um, I think that's one thing I like to impress on people is that it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. Right. Yeah. I think you're right about the complicated part. Same with the expense expense. I mean, we, you know, we try to buy a lot of stuff organic, which unfortunately is more expensive, but if you could buy it is. a big thing of it versus a small thing, you know, a big thing of organic care or whatever, you know, kind of thing, it, it usually works yeah. itself out. Like you said, if you know how to prepare it and cook it and bulk it up with everything. So it kind of balances out. It's a little more, but as you mentioned, a lot of stuff you can get pretty darn cheap and just know, know what to look for. Yeah. Yep. Like I just, like I get a, like I love, like I love Sam's Club because you can get a lot of it and it's very inexpensive and they have a lot of their produce is organic and it's the yes. same price. Like I got a five pound bag of organic carrots for $2. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, no excuses, people. Yeah, exactly. There is none. <laughs> so don't spend your $2 on the other aisles at Sam's Club. Go right. buy the carrots. Right. Exactly. Um, but I think that's a big thing just that people should know. And when it comes to changing your body composition, it's all about consistency. It's being consistent every single day, not going on a diet today, going off on the weekends, having this, it's consistency every day, yeah. get up and do something active, go lift some weights and eat real food. And it'll just happen. If you just stick with it, it yeah. may not happen quickly, but it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. And speaking of that, I guess before we forget, I'm more on the performance side. I mean, because uh, I, I know you obviously do a lot with that as well um, mm -hmm. in terms of training, right? Um, mm -hmm. More nutrition, but like, you know, again, everybody's, you know, especially nowadays in the summer, everyone wants to lean out for what are you, what are your, what's your take? I mean, you and I both obviously agree, you know, eat right, hit the weights, you know, everybody wants mm -hmm. it. definitely strength training, uh, but in terms of cardio, other things to kind of lose some fat, lean out a little bit, what are, what kind of strategy you employing for men and women or men versus women, et cetera? Um, Really, I see more benefit for like a hit training, interval type of training when it comes to fat loss. Mm -hmm. um, there is something to be said for that, just, you know, steady state cardio, like first thing, wake up in the morning, do like 30 minutes kind of thing. Right. But bang for your buck is going to be intervals really every day because it'll help maintain muscle mass as well as, you know, burn a lot of energy in a short amount of time. Right. Um, so if I have somebody capable of that, so it all comes down to, to fitness levels, um, you know, I have some people, okay, let's do, let's get you used to doing 30 minutes at moderate intensity, and then we'll move into, um, intervals because they, you know, you have to get that fitness level up, but, um, you really get more bang for your buck. And then you're able to also focus more on that weight training, because I kind of think you can combine the two as well. When you're really into a, like a fat loss mode, right. you can kind of turn your weight training into some good high intensity intervals as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like to do that a lot too. More for time efficiency. I'll just do supersets or back to back and just kind of keep it moving just so I can get done faster, but yeah, get the heart rate up. And... Yeah. You're, you're like dying. You're like, okay, this is, this is killing two birds with one stone. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get that. Like oh, I get sweaty and I'm like, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm good. Yeah. Exactly. One question I always like to ask people is like, are you and maybe you're not, but what do you, are you read? Do you, I don't know if you like to read or not. I listen to audiobooks. Or is there anything like non- dietary nutrition health medicine that you'd like to listen to or read on a regular basis or right now um honestly i i love to read and i'll i just love to read yeah. um so 
lately I've been reading books about um, the American Revolution and George Washington. Oh, cool. Very nice. Just because it fascinates me. I love that. Um, I just picked up the biography of uh, Jim Thorpe. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. So I love that kind of stuff. I, I loved it. I've read since I was a little kid. It was just one of those things I like to do. So awesome. I'll pick up anything and read it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I'm always reading something, either reading at night or listening to an audiobook. And I try to read all my medical stuff, but I try, especially at night, just to read something whether it's business or history or whatever, I'm, I'm the same way. I just love, I'm, I, I definitely like history. Like you mentioned, uh, history is fascinating because I think- It's absolutely fascinating. And it does repeat. I think so many things we see is like, if we would just learn from our ancestors, we wouldn't be doing the same stupid shit over and over again. <laughs> over and over again, right? <laughs> I know. You're like, wait, did not you read this book? Holy cow, why did you not read this? <laughs> yeah, like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just that modern mentality of, oh, this time it's different. Like, no, no it's, it's, it's really not. No, it's actually worse because now we yeah. have more technology to make right. it worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It is worse. <laughs> it's actually worse. <laughs> Read people, damn it, go read. Yeah, get <laughs> off Instagram and go read, please. Please, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, plug your uh, your website, your social media, anything yeah. you want to plug. So, a couple things. So, dominateyourgame.com, that is our performance facility. So, uh, we do take uh, clients from all over the country. Do we do virtual? So, if anybody's out there, nutrition, uh, exercise program, even some uh, injury rehab and stuff, we have a team for that as well. So, um, just go to our website, dominateyourgame.com. You can reach us there. And then anybody going to the Olympia, um, you will see us both there at Olympia University. So um, head on to the Olympia University website. There's also a, a link there on our website to that as well. And get signed up that we have, um, we are limiting our seats. So get yours now, if you want to come see a cool variety of speakers, uh, we're focusing it all on, um, you know, how to optimize your life and anti-aging and how to just look better, feel better, do better with a variety of modalities and doctors and therapies. And we just have a class, a list of people. So um, definitely, if you are interested in doing that, if you're going to be at the Olympia, go for it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Liz. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you. All right. Thanks. We'll do it again soon.